0: The Neighborhood Conversations Podcast. Today's sermon was originally recorded on July 23rd, 2023. Hello, hello again. Um, I am so glad that we get to be here together. And I'm going to share two um, Old Testament scriptures with you today. And I'm going to read them from my phone. Because I think I left the Bible I like to use in my suitcase. That's not unpacked. Because I just got back from Sabbath week yesterday. Um, But we're going to start with our passage from Deuteronomy. And I'm just going to read one little piece, right? Um, Where is it? Oh, I see. So we are here um, with Moses on the mountain, hearing the commandments from God, right? The guidelines um, for how to live as free people, right? This is after... um, God has freed the um, Israelites from Egypt, from slavery in Egypt, and God is offering these commandments of how to live. And in chapter 5, verse 15 of Deuteronomy, God says to Moses, remember that you were a slave in Egypt, but the Lord your God brought you out of there with a strong hand and an outstretched arm. That's why the Lord your God commands you to keep the Sabbath day. And that is listed in all commands of the Ten Commandments, right? The top ten commandments, like, have no other gods before me, don't murder people, take a day off, all up there, right? Okay, just hold that, right? And then I want to jump over to 1 Kings um, chapter 19, and we we'll read the first 13 verses. Um, first. Second Kings, um, the books around them are typically called the history sections, the history books um, of the Hebrew Bible. Um, and they, tell, they are a telling of the story of the people of Israel, like, over time, right? Um, and, y'all, it's a soap opera. So if you have not, it's some juicy reading. There's a lot of banana stuff in there. We can talk more about it. Um, also, remember, it is a human telling of how people understood God to be working in the world, right? So there's a lot of stuff in there that might not be how we now understand God to work in the world. And this is in the middle of Elijah, who's a prophet from God, um, a prophet for God, from God, um, in the middle of, like, these battles against false gods, what he perceived to be false gods, or the gods of Baal. Right, So like other groups worshiped these other gods and he believes he's in this battle with them. We'll just let that be the framing. It's not the core part of the message. All right, Ahab told Jezebel all that Elijah, that's right, the name Jezebel and all its meanings comes from the Bible, did you know that? Fun reading. Okay, Ahab told Jezebel all that Elijah had done, how he had killed all Baal's prophets with the sword. Jezebel sent a messenger to Elijah with this message. May the gods do whatever they want to me by this time tomorrow if I haven't made your life like the life of one of them. That's Bible language, but it's real sassy, right? Elijah was terrified because she threatened to kill him, if you didn't get that. He got up and ran for his life. He arrived at Beersheba in Judah and left his assistant there. He himself went farther into the desert a day's journey. He finally sat down under a solitary broom bush. He longed for his own death. It is more than enough, Lord. Take my life because I'm no better than my ancestors. He lay down and slept under the solitary broom bush. Then suddenly, a messenger tapped him and said to him, get up and eat something. Elijah opened his eyes and saw flatbread baked on glowing coals and a jar of water right by his head. He ate and drank and then went back to sleep. The Lord's messenger returned a second time and tapped him. Get up, the messenger said. Eat something because you have a difficult road ahead of you. Elijah got up, ate and drank, and went refreshed by that food for 40 days and nights until he arrived at Horeb, God's mountain. And there he went into a cave and spent the night. The Lord's word came to him and said, why are you here, Elijah? Elijah replied, I've been very passionate for the Lord's God, for the Lord God of heavenly forces, because the Israelites have abandoned your covenant. They have torn down your altars and they have murdered your prophets with the sword. I'm the only one left, and now they want to take my life too. And the Lord said, "Go out and stand at the mountain before the Lord. The Lord is passing by." A very strong wind tore through the mountains and broke apart the stones before the Lord but the Lord wasn't in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord wasn't in the earthquake. After the earthquake, there was a fire, but the Lord wasn't in the fire. After the fire, there was a sound, thin, quiet. When Elijah heard it, he wrapped his face in his coat. He went out and stood at the cave's entrance. A voice came to him and said, "'Why are you here, Elijah?' This is the word of God for all of us who are the beloved children of God. Will you say thanks be to God? Will you pray with me? God, I know that you are already here with us, and I pray that you will move among us and in us wherever we are gathered, because we are here to be together in your love, in community to support one another, And because we want something more, God, we want something more and we believe that maybe you have what we need. So God, help us today to hear your word, to know your love for us, and to be grounded in who we are so that we might hear you and see you and share your love with one another and with this whole world. I believe that's possible, God, because you've shown us that even things that seem impossible can be possible through your resurrection power and your grace and your mercy. And I pray in the name of our Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. Okay, so I think we start with this this bit about how important Sabbath is and how important rest is, right? Um, We are free people Right, and the this message to the people of Israel, the people of Israel is you are no longer slaves, so you get to choose to rest. You are free, so rest. Andy likes to remind all of us on staff and really everyone in her circle that people who do not get to choose to rest, get to choose to not work, are called slaves. There are still plenty of real... Incidents of slavery in this world today. We are impacted generationally in our culture in particular because of slavery and there, we live in a system of exploitative capitalism that would desire to make many of us slaves again So this is an important piece of freedom from God if you are free in God You are a beloved child of God and you are free so rest and yet we overlook it all the time. But also, I think that's because we don't know what it really looks like, right? Like, yes, a nap, but also other kinds of rest and self-care, right? Um, I was, I'll tell you a little more about it, but I was with some of my best friends um, this week on our almost annual Sabbath trip, Um, and one of my friends, we are now all over 40, everybody hit 40 at some point, if they hadn't yet in the last few years, and um, my friend Nicole at one point in the trip said, y'all, you have to remember, and I had to write it down, like draw it out, because it was really good, self-care over 40 doesn't look like a manicure or a bubble bath anymore, right? It looks like food that nourishes your body, eight solid hours of sleep, and fierce boundaries right? That was like, I'm be putting that in a little thing so I can remember that, right? But so it looks, it doesn't just look like a nap or a day to do your house care tasks at home, right? It looks like ongoing regular care for yourself and then blocking out and taking time for rest and figuring out what kind of rest you need. Um, There's, I mean, I've recently been looking into this and heard about seven kinds of rest mentioned pretty regularly. I'm sure we could come up with more, but physical rest, mental rest, sensory rest, which is something we talk about a lot with phones and electronics and all the things and peopling and we don't have an escape from the sensory inputs of the world anymore because of technology. And I think that's part of what we're trying to name when we have all these conversations about technology. But also folks with various neuro differences or realities that make sensory input overwhelming sometimes, right, have been trying to tell us about sensory overload for decades, right, forever. That's a real thing. Um, Creative rest, emotional rest, social rest, and spiritual rest. Right? All of those are different things that we might need, and they're all very different. And just going away by yourself isn't always the rest you need, or just going and being silent isn't necessarily the rest you need, right? So we have to work to figure out what we need to know ourselves and to figure out how to hold, take, make, block out, right, time for rest. And no one's going to do that for you but yourself, right? The systems in our world are not ever going to do that for you, but we believe that we are free. We believe that we are liberated, and so we can take time to rest, and this is why we don't do this work alone, right? We deserve to have time and space to recognize God's voice, to know our own selves, and it's not easy in those, the midst of the busy days of regular life, It's not easy when the world is coming at us from all sides with expectations and to-do lists. It's not easy when we need to care for other people. It's not easy when we need to pay the bills and the bills are getting harder and harder and harder to pay. It's not easy when illness has come upon us. And sometimes we are stuck like Elijah fighting gods that we don't even understand we can get stuck in the midst of everything else I just named, fighting the gods of cis patriarchy, or the gods of white supremacy, or the gods of violence and oppression, or the gods of exploitative capitalism that again would really, really like us to be slaves again for the benefit of their profit. And we still have to pay the bills and feed ourselves and bathe ourselves and the other people we're responsible for. It is hard in the hustle and bustle of life to take time to rest. And it's hard to figure out how to do it when our emotions or our stress or our burnout or too often our fight-flight-freeze instincts are in charge, because we're just surviving. So sometimes having support or having a team, sometimes we call them an accountability group or an accountability partner, makes it a little easier. You'll notice that groups uh, that practice Sabbath regularly, like think about um, Orthodox Jewish communities now that practice Sabbath, Sundown Friday to Sundown Saturday, they don't do that alone. They work together to make sure things are ready, to make it easier for each other, to prepare food together beforehand, to share, right? They do it to one another and to hold up a mirror to one another, to our beloved being, even when we've lost it. Because sometimes, with all of the things, it does feel like we run away to Sabbath. For almost every year, for 15 years, we've been having these weekly Sabbaths, or a week of Sabbath every year. And um, it takes a lot of work to get there with all of those moving parts in life, right? And sometimes we do come at our most stressed and our most chaotic, and it is like we are running away, and it's like we get there and we are saying, I'm the only one, everything is on me, and nobody is listening, or helping. I don't know if any of you have ever had those moments of stress where you've just lost all perspective, right? Um, But checking in, we do check in in our daily lives, and that's part of it, but these Sabbath trips help us reflect even more deeply, and we do have a ritual of sharing that some of you have heard me talk about, Um, where we go around, and we share, and we talk, and we catch up, right, but we have blocked time, and we have these ongoing debates about how long do we need, like someone said this time, do you remember that first one? We thought 20 minutes was enough, (laughs) It's not. We spend like two hours each. Um, But you do a practice of sharing, and you can share whatever you want or need. And then there's a framing where you you, its a Parker Palmer, modified from a Parker Palmer practice. But you can share whatever you need, and then you can ask for specific feedback or name specific problems you have. And then there's a mirroring back and a conversation part, right, where we reflect for each other. Um, And then often the conversations extend over dinner and things like that. And I think when I talk about this group in passing, which many of you have seen their picture or heard me mention them, I think people think it's like the super holy practice. Um, And it is, but not like you would expect. (laughs) Andy's laughing because she's been there. Um, There's no like silent prayer for hours or like praying on the hours and meditating or no chanting. We don't like preach God's word to each other. Um, We might pull up a Bible verse and say like, have you... Do you remember this? Right? Like, rest. (laughs) Um, But it's more lived. It's much more like, oh, hey, yeah. No, why don't you just let us, you go take a nap or a hot shower or just go lie down and we'll fix dinner tonight. You just get here and settle in. It's more like, are you ready for some good food? And maybe another nap? I mean, it's very much, like, this The story of Elijah is real, right? You need a nap, and you need some food, and then you might need another nap. If you think the whole world is relying on you, you need to reset. It's much more like someone sharing about the possibility of taking um, renewal leave, which is when a clergy person takes... uh, couple of months and goes and rests and whatever and this person was listing off the things that they think that they might do during their renewal leave and it started with like well there's this retreat on Enneagram that I might go to and there's this and there's that and then there's this um, homeless shelter near me and it's like really not people centered right now and I really think if I started volunteering there it'd be good for my soul and I think if I was there long enough I could really turn it around and blah 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 and going on and on and on and then during the reflection time someone just said so just help me understand, this is the list of things you're going to do during your renewal leave, and it was like 15 things, right? So just these questions where we can hold up a mirror to each other, right? And it to me, that tone of voice is a little bit like Jesus is a little snarky with the disciples sometimes when they say dumb things and they get dumb answers, right? It's a little bit like Oh, so that's what renewal leaves going to look like, right? And then this person's like, oh, right? Because you just need a mirror sometimes. Sometimes it looks like saying, oh, my gosh, you are not ruining your child. They all act like that at that age. You just haven't parented that age yet. I promise your kid's not broken, (laughs) right? Sometimes it looks like that sounds absolutely overwhelmingly hard. You are not wrong. You are not making it up. How can we help you make a plan to survive this? Right? And some of those plans this, uh, this week that we came away with were um, figuring out, brainstorming, and then looking for specific ways to make a little safe space for a sensory, a kid who gets sensory overload in their busy, loud house to have a place because she couldn't figure that out in the midst of her hustle and bustle of her life. But we were able to brainstorm that together and she went back with a plan, right? We talked about brainstorming and and came up with ideas on parenting teenagers, because several of us are making that shift and how it's a different way of just being present with them, right? Um, For someone, it was purchasing a resource, someone else, purchasing a resource that this person needed and having it delivered to her house so it would be there when she got home because she needed it, she couldn't even think through how to, how to process that or write it down, right? And just needed it to be there to start using in her life. Well, we could handle that. She couldn't in her daily life. So it is not um, particularly unique time It's a mirror, and it's support, and it's safe space. And it's feedback and clarity about what kind of rest we need, about who we are when we start to lose sight of that, right? When we start to think we are the only ones, or that we don't have any power, or that we can't whatever. And every time, we're reminded that we each need snacks and good food and walks and laughter and games. And this time we even went to see the Barbie movie together and I was surprised at how appropriate that was to go see with this group of women. It wasn't at all what I thought, but uh, anyway, it was good and I was surprised. Um, Because sometimes you need another voice to help you see what God sees in you and to help you find God in your life. Because I think too often, We stay in that battle, even if it feels like someone is threatening our life, right? But this work has to get done. What will happen if we don't turn in this grant proposal? What will happen if we don't meet this deadline? What will happen if we don't, if we don't, if we don't? I can't leave my family. I can't leave my house like this. I can't leave, right? Whatever it is. And when other people put expectations and frameworks on us for success and survival, sometimes we need to remember that we are free people and institutions don't own us. Even our family doesn't own us. Even the church doesn't own us. God created us to be free people and co-creators. And if we lose that context and we lose that touch, we lose ourselves and we lose God. And sometimes God may be in the wind or in the earthquake or in the fire that disrupts your life and helps you reset. But I think all too often, that's where we're looking for God, in the big things that are shaking us and moving us and pushing us, and we need other people to help us become so centered and nourished and whole, and grounded, that when the whisper comes, that we can hear, you are loved, you are enough, you are not alone, and these battles don't depend on just you. I went into the Sabbath knowing that I am burned out. That's just true facts and it's where I've been for a while and it's where I'm gonna be for a while longer. I went into this Sabbath knowing that everything that is hard for me right now is not an easy fix and is gonna take slow, steady steps to get things worked out. But what I didn't realize until I stopped and listened, and again, y'all have heard me talk about art prayer and things like that, but that this is how my soul feels right now that I know the work. I am not overwhelmed with un, like not valuing myself or not seeing the possibility or not feeling loved. I'm just tired, and there are ways to fix that, right? This was surprising to me as I sat and listened and reflected because I was able to step away from the busyness and all those lists and say, but I'm actually okay, right? Because whenever we start to feel, I mean, I wasn't feeling like y'all were attacking me or anything or Elijah or whatever. But the world does feel pretty overwhelming these days, right? Um, And it is helpful to sit and remember that the rest is worth it and the work to get there is worth it. So today I brought you a couple of things. I don't know what you need in order to be able to rest. I don't know what you need, what kind of rest you need, who you need to be um, as an accountability partner, but I want you to remember that this is what church is for. These are not just nice people you see on Sunday and smile and say hi to. These are people who have committed to do this work together to try to be more whole in the world so that we can offer more wholeness and more love and thus more holiness to the world, right? So if you need someone else to help you find that path to rest, to help you figure out how to plan that time, those people are in this room, friends. That's what we're here for. And if we need a small group on this in the fall, talk to Andy, Andy would love to help that happen. Um, but I, got, I had gotten just before, um, like just stumbled upon just before Sabbath, um, this rest deck from the NAP ministry, many of you know NAP ministry from her social media, it's Trisha Hershey, um, and she's made, she has all these beautiful social media presents. she does these workshops, but she also has these lovely cards in this deck that she's created, and they have a statement on the front, and then a practice or reflection on the back um, And uh, I brought them for you that you might take one if you like. When you come for communion, you're welcome before or after to kind of look through. There's way too many for this small table, so look through and take one. Um, The one that uh, I'm going to keep says, I am enough. The systems I live under are trash. I can rest, right? I know, right? Um, This one is also important. To rest in a capitalist world takes practice and meticulous care. And then it has a a reflection on the back to help you think through that. This one, I am not a machine. I am a divine being. I can rest. So maybe you need these reminders. Maybe you need these, um, some kind of accountability with someone else. Maybe you just need to know it's okay and important to rest. But in case you haven't heard that yet, I'm going to close with this blessing. Um, it's from Kate Bowler, who I really uh, enjoy, and um, her ble- and Jessica Ritchie, and the, their book, The Lives We Actually Have. So the blessings in this book are <laughs> on point for a lot of us. This is a blessing for when you're running on fumes. Sometimes I am paper thinning at every touch. Responsibilities and duties and errands are wearing me down and there's not enough time or energy or finances or imagination. I hardly recognize myself. I can't keep going, but I can't rest. God, can you help me slow down? I just need a little shelter and a long breath. Give me space to curl up for a while. Hold me until I can feel my shoulders drop and I'm freed from what can't happen right now. Let me only think about what is gentle and lovely, what is bountiful and unencumbered on this too heavy day. Let me be amazed by nature and gaze in wonder at the sky, the velvet of petals and the precision of fronds, the ridiculous owl with its stark yellow stare and tweedy feathers. God, scoop me up into life as it is. Stop me from running ahead so I can be here in this space. For the moment and breathe. May it be so, friends. May. Neighborhood Conversations produced by Neighborhood Church in Atlanta, Georgia. You can learn more about us at neighborhoodchurchatl.com and on our website you can find links to our weekly live streams and you can find out what's going on in the neighborhood. Find us on social media and don't forget to subscribe. Peace be with you.